Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, where we will bring you some of the most interesting interviews and features from the world of tech. Visit irishtechnews.ie and check out our podcast section to explore all of our previous episodes. You can subscribe to our podcast using whatever your favorite app or service is by visiting anchor.fm forward slash irish dash tech dash news. Hi, welcome to the Irish News Podcast. I'm talking with Jennifer Pedoff who's Google's Global Director of Site Reliability Engineering Education. How are you doing, Jennifer? I am fantastic. Great to be here, Ronan. Thanks. Now, before we start, just tell me a bit about who you are so we know about what your role is before we get into the main thing, which is basically a hashtag, hash code event. Exactly. So I'm, I'm Jennifer Petoff, and uh, uh, beyond working at Google, I, I've been in uh, Ireland for over 10 years now. Uh, as you can probably tell from my accent, I'm uh, not, not from around here originally. I'm not a, not a proper dub, so to speak, but uh, I have been living here for the past decade or so and moved over from, uh, from San Francisco back in 2010. And uh, in my spare time, I love to travel, and I'm a part-time travel blogger at Sidewalk Safari for a bit of a fun fact there. That's cool. Now, the main guest conversation today is going to be about Google Hashcode. Tell me a bit more about Hashcode. Sure. So, so Hashcode, it's, it's a global team programming competition. It's organized by Google and it's open to students and professionals. So uh, participants, they, they form a team, they pick a programming language and then tackle a real world engineering problem. So yeah, for people that are interested and curious, there's actually an archive of previous Hashcode problems on the Hashcode site that participants can look to for inspiration. Uh, for example, last year's challenge in the qualifying round was focused on city planning. So the description was basically, you know, given the description of a city plan and plan pass for all the cars in that city, optimize the schedule of traffic lights to minimize the total amount of time spent in traffic and help as many cars as possible reach their destination uh, before a given deadline. Now, as an aside, like as you, as you mentioned, Ronan, I, I work on Google's site reliability engineering team. We're the team that's responsible for keeping Google up and running 24 hours a day and seven days a week. And we do this by applying software engineering skills to problems of enormous scale. So, for example, how do you efficiently and reliably run a software service in production for potentially billions of users? So, so many of the hash code problems look at engineering problems from the perspective of what it would take to operate at a planet scale. So now for a couple more specifics, this year's Hashcode contest actually kicks off with a qualification round on February 24th, and then the top teams from around the world are invited to compete in the world finals on April 30th. Each round is four hours long, and uh, to get a sense of what it's like to participate in Hashcode, teams can try out a practice round at any time before that qualification round. Okay, and you said it involves various different languages. Which languages do you th- uh, are the ones that are most popular, or or do you do they use? Well, I'm I'm not I, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but I would say it's it's likely things like Python, Java, C Go is, is especially for the the um, the Go programming language is super popular in site reliability engineering and the team that I work on. So, uh, but it's it's pretty open ended in terms of the programming languages that teams can choose. All right, and how long has Hashcode been going? So it actually got its start back in back in 2016 here in Europe, and it went global a couple of years ago. So it's been it's been ticking along for for a fair few years now. That's pretty good, and I guess basically each year is is going more popular and bigger and bigger. 
Indeed, like I said, we're the the, the, the team that organizes Hashcode. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's they're they're bringing on board participants from well over 60, 60 countries have have hubs now uh, to participate in Hashcode. If you take a look at the at the Hashcode site, you'll see that. And uh, there used to be 10, 12 uh, Irish Hashcode hubs, but there's very few at the moment. How do you apply instead of a hub? Yeah, so a couple of tidbits there. So I'm excited to say we have seen a few hubs come online in Ireland after I tweeted a call to action a few weeks ago. So I definitely want to give a shout out to UCC NetSoc down in Cork, uh, Dublin University Computer Science Society Hub, or DUCS at, at Trinity, uh, Red Brick at DCU, and uh, Munster Technological University. They, they, they all have hash code hubs. So we're up to four, so that's good. Um, now, a, a little bit of context before I talk about the particulars of setting up a hub and, and hopefully getting us back to the 10 plus hubs we've seen in past years. Um, so disclaimer, I am not directly involved in organizing the Hashcode competition. However, I am a champion for third level students studying computing and related fields in Ireland. And I actively work to recruit students from unis and ITs in Ireland into site reliability engineering and related placements, uh, you know, not to mention full-time roles at Google, especially at our offices in Dublin. Yeah. Although, uh, although we have, uh, we have placed students, students uh, from uh, schools in Ireland at, at, in offices around the world, from California to Boston, to Zurich, to even Japan. And uh, so I, I see Hashcode as a phenomenal opportunity for students in Ireland to practice what they're learning in class and apply what they're learning to real world problems. And this experience can only help them to land their ideal job in the tech industry after graduation, whether it's with Google or another company, uh, it's like it, 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 can only, it can only do them good. And with this in mind, I actually started heavily promoting Hashcode via social media a few years ago. And in fact, that's how we met, right, Ronan? Yeah, it is. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and at the time, like various uh, student clubs and computing departments went all in to set up, to set up hubs. Now, the practicalities of setting up a hub, like all you have to do is check to make sure that there's not already a hub at your institution and then fill out an application at g.co slash hashcode. And uh, joining, joining a hub is not mandatory to participate in Hashcode this year, which may explain why we've seen fewer hubs to date in Ireland. So the hubs are designed to allow people to connect with local developer communities and are a great way to connect with peers and, and grow someone's uh, coding skills. Uh, one thing with the hub, how many people can be on a hub team? So, so the, the, the I believe it's teams of three that compete, uh, like at the team level in the competition. But I, I think the hubs can basically be limitless in terms of terms of size, especially this year since they are largely virtual and it's not like you're trying to cram a bunch of people into a into a room. Um, so, so again, it's vir it's virtual hubs this year, but it's it's still fostering that sense of connection to. A place and a set of organizers. Yeah, because I guess basically in years past, you'd meet in person because that's how business was done. But now as we're getting more used to enrolled working, remotely is the way to go. At least for now, because I mean, just just uh, you know, we're still at the tail end of the pandemic, and there was some some uncertainty, I'd say, in terms of. Uh, where things would be at in different in different countries. This is a global competition, and so different different countries are in different places with respect to the pandemic. So, it definitely made sense to 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 keep it virtual this year. Yeah, and also I guess basically if you get teams from from around the world, because it's virtual, there's less cost involved. I, su I suppose so. I suppose so. Yeah, I'm thinking if you've got teams from Japan and from America and other parts of Europe meeting up. In the past, you have to meet in a, in a building somewhere in the world. Now it's done virtually, 
more might get involved because it doesn't really affect they won't have to worry about how can I how can I get there or what time off will I need that kind of stuff I suppose the time off question is is a fair one I think I think in in years past with the with the, the world finals so the Google would support the cost of the the finalist teams to 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 to, to make it to that to that final round so yeah. Um, other than time, it shouldn't be a, a hardship for folks to participate. I guess not. And uh, what do the hub organizer and people that are taking part uh, get out of get out of it? So what's in it for them? So <laughs> hub organizers, you know, they, they, in in theory, they get the satisfaction of building connections in their in their community. Uh, from the feedback that uh, our organizers have seen uh, on the program, uh, they, they've heard that this is this is actually the most rewarding aspect of the hubs. And uh, this has actually become especially prominent in the last couple of years because of uh, with, with virtual hubs. So the hub organizers and hub participants, they've really been craving this connection that they've been missing during the connect, uh, during the pandemic. And hubs uh, can help bring people together for the qualification round. Uh, uh, you know, on top of the satisfaction of seeing your community come together, hub organizers also get a certificate with their name and the name of the hub that they organize. And this can be downloaded, posted on social media, job sites, or used on their CV. So they get a little uh, artifact uh, that, that basically shows they organized the hub and, 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 and participated in this great community activity. And also, I guess, working as, working as part of a team, that's what it gets used to the real world when you do teamworking as well. Indeed, indeed, because like, and as with anything, when you're when you're working in the industry, it's 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 impossible to do things alone, right? You need people with a diverse set of skills. You need uh, people who can work together to to tackle uh, big challenges, right? Yeah, because for me, when I was in college, we had to do teamwork, and I was and we were, we were in groups doing that. But when you're in a hub with this, you might be with somebody who isn't who isn't in your class or or, or doing what you're doing, getting together with you, like you wouldn't in a real job. Or are you working with somebody you haven't met before? Exactly, and, and and hey, that's a great way to build your network as well, right? So, so and, and a lot of a lot of hash code teams. So, so you you might uh, form a hash code team with two or three uh, people that you know from from your university, or two or three people that you work with, or they're uh, typically um, hubs will set up a Facebook group. So, if somebody you know doesn't have a pre a preset team. Yeah, they can potentially be paired with others who are looking for for teammates, and uh, yeah, take a chance on on working with someone someone new and and, and building those connections. Because I guess that's important building the connections because in the future when you're actually working somewhere, those can help you in the long term. Indeed, indeed. I guess basically it's like basically when you're uh, when you're at university, you keep contact people, and with with, with this, you keep in contact. Because who knows in five years time. You might be working with somebody who you feel might might suit a role that you're working in now and help you in your team. Possibly, yeah, connections connections never hurt. I think I, yeah. like, like a lot of uh, you know the, the things I've learned in my career. I've learned from people that I sort of serendipi- serendipitously met along the way. So I think I think you never you never know where a new connection might lead. But it's it's uh, it's always an adventure, and it's a, and generally a positive adventure. I would say. Yeah, and especially if you're if you're involved in one of one of these one of these uh, events, and you've done very well, successful, you always remember. You got there because the, the who was on your team, and in the long term, you're going to remember them. They're going to remember you as well. Indeed, that is the case. And also, I guess basically, uh, that as the ongoing pandemic is still going on, uh, will the contest contest be virtual for the future, or or what's going to be in the long term? 
Well, I think, I think this year for sure. So the qualification round and the world finals, they'll both be virtual again this year. Yeah. Uh, in the future, I would say it's, it's too soon to tell. So TBD on, on that. Uh, but the, the one thing we can guarantee this year is that the problems are going to be more interesting than ever. And hash code is still a great way to grow, uh, grow people's skills and connect with peers, even in this virtual environment. So I, I wouldn't see the virtual nature of the competition as a, as a, as a negative or a drawback. And in fact, it's, uh, just it can it can help people bring people together even more easily. So uh, this year virtual, twenty twenty three, and beyond uh, TBD. Yeah, because I'm guessing right now you, you said that the uh, the left and I'm guessing the person who runs a local hub, but some of you could see it as a mentor and give them ideas on what they should do and could do to improve what they're doing. So I suppose, yeah, like, like, like um, I'm, I'm not sure about that, but it's, uh, I, I think like folks who are organizing a hub, it, it, it shows your project management skills, it shows your ability to connect with people in your community, and, and again, you never know where those connections are going to lead, so yeah, it's great, it's just a great opportunity overall. Yeah, because I'm just looking at it, I'm thinking like, I've been to a few events in the past where they've had, uh, they've had hackathons, and the people that organize it, the people in the room that would be watching this, but the thing is, People who are organizing and watching it, unless they know, basically, have an idea of code and etc., they, they won't be great at it. So I'm guessing the whole organizer would know enough to know what's good and bad. You know what I mean? I guess it's not like I, I think hash code welcomes participants of all skill levels. Yeah. And you know, we can talk a little bit about, about prizes and such, but it's, it's not you know, it, it, even just showing up and trying and, and applying your skills to a practical real world problem. That's that that's that's what you should be going in and trying trying to get out of this. It's 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 not about like winning or beating other other teams or good versus bad. It's 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 showing up. It's trying. It's it's uh, problem solving, and uh, that's yeah, that's great. No matter where you where you end up in the in the the leaderboard, so to speak. Yeah, well, to me, it's taking part that counts. And yes. uh, the prizes are a bonus. The idea is that you took part in this, and look, it, it's good in your CV when you're saying to somebody, "Oh yeah, I took, I, I took, I took part in this year's uh, Google Hash Code event." Indeed, yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's a it's a great it's a great addition to a CV. It shows curiosity. It shows a willingness to try something new. It shows that you've actually attempted to apply your skills to very practical, real world problems. So this, I, I would love to see more activities like this on on especially student cvs um i think it's a great it's a great differentiator when they're you know, looking for a placement or looking for a full-time opportunity after graduation and also it shows basically you're willing to work as part of a team which is very important exactly exactly because right now at the moment that we're in, the, in, the, in this pandemic because we're still kind of working virtually the fact that you've done this as part of a team virtually shows basically that when we work in a real office environment because you've worked virtually as a team doing this, working virtually with a, with a real team in a real job won't be a problem. Exactly, because it is. It can be. It can be more challenging to work with people remotely. It's you know, harder to get to know people at that personal level, or it's it's a you know, lower bandwidth medium of communication, as they as they say when you're when you're working on a, a you know audio connection or a video video connection. But if you can you know make it work in that that environment, yes, it's it's a, it's a great great signal for how how well people can work together in 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 real life so to speak yeah because I, I guess you, you then know even the idea of this person you can tell basically oh i wouldn't work with them again because 
they weren't great. My chemo, those, that guy was great, or that girl was great. I wanted to work with them because they gave me such a boost. And when I, when I had a problem that I couldn't find a fix, they gave me the push and gave me the, the wherewithal to, to, to circumpass it and get around it. It's all about supporting each other, right? So yeah. there's, 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 you know, there may be things that you know that your your teammates don't know, and there's, there's things that they bring to the table for problem solving. It's, it's, I think it's all about bringing those diverse perspectives rather than casting things as good and bad. That's, that's what I would say. It's just different, different perspectives. Because let's say each person will see will see a problem in a different way, and if you can get all the different ways put together, which is what happens, because that'll be something that you can see that they can't see, and you go, oh, hold on. Why not try solving this way rather than that way, and vice versa? Exactly, and there's opportunities to build. There's always this sort of if, you, if you've ever done improv, there's sort of that yes and culture. So you know, someone brings someone brings an idea, and oh, you know, I hadn't thought about it that way. Yes, and let's let's build upon it. Let's try to craft a solution in this in this way. So I think yeah, that that diversity of perspectives is is super critical for coming up with innovative solutions to really really tough problems like the ones you'll you'll find in in hash code. Yeah, there are times you might have got in the past where a, a, a guy will take it differently, differently than, than a woman might do. And in reality, if a guy's thinking, he's more thinking from a perspective and he won't see it from a female perspective and vice versa. And to get both those together, you, you can suddenly realize, ah, I hadn't noticed that. Or, or she might go, yeah, this, this is what we, how we've done it or how we would do it. You know what I mean? There are many, many dimensions of diversity. Each brings something special to the table and will help with, with, will help with problem solving and the richness of problem solving. So, yeah. yeah. And also, you mentioned earlier about prizes. What were the prizes for the winners? Of course, of course. So, uh, first of all, everyone's a winner when it comes to participating and yeah. learning from the competition, from the hash code competition. So I really want to encourage participants not to get fixated on the money or the physical prizes. So it's the practice, it's the connections that you make that are the real prize in this competition. But, but that said, uh, anyone who participates in the qualification round and submits a solution that scores more than one point will receive a certificate of participation. And these certificates, once again, can be downloaded. They can be used anywhere that the participant wants, including on their CV. Yeah. So it's, again, something that looks looks great to an employer that they've they've uh, taken the time to to do this sort of extracurricular activity or uh, you know, something something special to add to their CV. And uh, the top teams, so, so the, the teams that do the best and score the most points in the qualification round, they advance to the global finals, the world finals, and all the finalists receive a hash code branded swag bundle. So, you know, I, I'm not sure exactly what's going to be in it, you know, t-shirt, water bottle, those, those sorts of things, uh, swag, stuff we all get, yeah. uh, as, as well as uh, a medal for participation. And uh, for the the champions, the Hashcode World Champions, uh, each team member receives four thousand US dollars, and uh, for second place, each team member receives two thousand US dollars, and the third place team, uh, each team member receives one thousand US dollars. So there's you know decent decent cash on the line for the winners, but again, it's not uh, like I wouldn't consider that the main the main focus of of the competition, and just it's it's the experience that you get, the practice that you get, what you learn from participating that's most important. Yeah, because to me, when I'm taking part in this, I guess I wouldn't worry about the prize itself. I'm worrying about how good I'm going to do. And you can compare yourself to other teams and see well, well, how they did and how you did. 
and you think, okay, this year didn't do great, but next year I'll do better, and you want to come back and try and better yourself. Exactly. It's, it's all about continuous improvement. It's all about honing those skills. And for students in particular, like I said, it's taking the theoretical things that you're learning in the classroom and it's applying them to practical real world problems. And that's you're only going to help you in the long, the long run, the yeah. short and the long run. Yeah, because I can imagine when you're in college and you're taught a certain way of doing it. And then when you leave college, everything you learn is out the window, you're now in the real world. And how do you apply yourself to the real world? This helps you do that. Exactly. It's, and, and I think a lot of times students, they, they, they work at a, a smaller, a smaller scale and maybe thinking about like, how do you, you know, how do you scale something that might've been a, you know, a class project or, you know, useful for my student club or what have you and scale it out to thousands, hundred thousands, millions, even billions of users. So there's, you know, some interesting, interesting challenges there and thinking about scale, thinking about, uh, yeah, how things would work in the in the so-called you know, real world. <laughs> yeah, and also you'll be using technology that you might not have used in college, which is great. Yeah, you learn how to learn, right? I think yeah. that's like if you could, if you put yourself in unfamiliar situations or take yourself a bit out of your comfort zone, you, you'll you'll be more comfortable tackling those sort of situations in the future because. Like you said, you may, when, you, when you're working in a job, you might encounter a different coding language or a different way of doing things than you've seen before. And you, know, you, think, you figure it out and you, and you get yourself up to speed. Yeah, and also because you're working with a team, they're able to actually say, well, this is what I think we should do. And because you've got more than one voice, you can try different things and then find out when it works best for you. Exactly. There's, there's, there's generally not just one solution to any problem. There's just, di there's different ways of looking at it. There's, you know, various ways to optimize. So even, you know, even thinking about, you know, coming up with what's, what's the simple solution and then how can we build upon it? How can we optimize? How can we come up with a more uh, efficient and efficient and optimal solution to the problem? Because the worst thing is you might have somebody who's, if they're working this on their own, they'd have one solution and then they spend ages trying to hone it and make it make it look better and optimize it well and if they were a team they'll, they'll, be, they'll have more than one way of skinning the cast if you know what I mean and they can do it a lot quicker and easier that way yes different different perspectives like help it can help if you get stuck or if you're you know sometimes you're just chipping chipping away at it and you know, run into something you get a sort of a hit a roadblock and it, I think the more people that are involved in sort of working through that uh the better the better it is and also I guess if you're working as a team you won't get angry that you can't solve problems because you know something can help you get through it, which is great. Whereas in college, if you're doing a project by yourself, you hit a roadblock, you, you get mad and angry, what do I do next? Whereas with a team, you don't get that problem. I don't know if it would be like, I mean, maybe some people, like people react differently to yeah. to those sorts of situations. I mean, I, like, I, 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 you know, frustration comes to mind, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a way to kind of, yeah, uh, get through some of those some of those challenges indeed yeah because remember when i was in college doing projects and on my own uh, i i'd face roadblocks and at times you get frustration and anything about i would do i would walk away for it for a couple of hours then come back and look at it again with a fresh pair of eyes no that's that's true too sometimes getting a little bit of space and distance can help so diversity of perspective or you know if, if you are working on something on your own like step stepping away and 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 uh getting getting a little uh perspective from the distance so to speak yeah now before we finish this podcast can you just give us the again the website address of where you can go to apply 
Yes. So the, the hash code website is g.co slash hash code. That's all one word. Yeah. And I uh, hope to see some of, some of your listeners uh, sign up to host a hub or even just participate. Uh, would love to see record-breaking participation from here, here in Ireland. That's great. And uh, Jennifer, thanks for that. Have a great day and good luck in the future with, with this event this year and in years to come. And hopefully, it, uh, because people are remote, remote working at the moment, you might get more and more involved in doing this. I hope so. I hope so. So like I said, let's, let's, let's see how we get on and uh, looking forward to the competition. Thanks so much, Ronan. No problem. Thanks very much. Thank you for listening to the latest Irish Tech News podcast. Check back every day for the latest episode. You can follow us on Twitter at Irish underscore tech news on Facebook facebook.com forward slash Irish Tech News. On LinkedIn, linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash Irish dash tech dash news. On Instagram, instagram.com forward slash Irish Tech News dot IE. And on TikTok, tiktok.com forward slash at Irish Tech News.